Alright, well hello and welcome. Welcome into Low. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlogged in. Yeah, yeah, I got a vlog for you guys. I got a whole big long vlog. Thanks to everybody last week who watched the entire vlog. That was the longest vlog that I have ever done. It was almost two hours. It was like an hour and 58 minutes. So, what I'm going to do in light of last week's really long vlog is I'm going to try to streamline this one just a little bit. We're going to have some regular segments. Of course, I'm going to have some beer in there. Of course, I'm going to have some shout outs in there. We're going to do first impressions. Unfortunately, this week, again, I do not have a retro vape segment prepared. It just gets harder and harder to find retro vaping stuff. Um, if anybody has any suggestions of videos that they saw a long time ago that they're like, hey, maybe Nick should revisit that. Hey, maybe Nick should revisit this. Yeah, let me know in the in the comments below. Um, as it stands, I just have a hard time throwing together uh, retro vaping segments just because I don't know what's What's retro vaping? I've covered so much stuff in the retro vaping segments. We've done clearomizers and cardo tanks and old mech mods and old. We built with silica wick and wire and, uh, you know, and canthal on like old Nimbus and Trident RDAs. And I feel like I've covered just a lot in, in as far as retro vaping goes. But we don't have a retro vaping segment this week. We are going to have, like I said, some advocacy at the top beer, shout outs, first impressions. I have a review for things that never got reviewed. We're going to do my favorite comments of the week is that at the end, there is a getting to know Grim Green segment in there as well. Uh, shout outs. Yeah. Did I say shout outs? Yeah. We have some shout outs in there as well. Not a whole lot of first impressions. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there. We'll cross that br cross cross what? Hi Nick, welcome to talking. We will cross that bridge when we get there. But thank you, thank you for joining me again. The vlog. This is the vlog. This is my this is my baby. This is my pride and joy for all of my new viewers and new subscribers. Welcome, welcome to the program. You just put this video on in the background. You go about your day. You do your business. You do your work. You rebuild atomizers. You take some time to just chill with me. We vape. We drink beer. It is such a good time. So let me get my vlog notes out here. Um, first thing I have on here is more Mooch battery tests. So Mooch, if you're not familiar with the man that is the Mooch, I've said this before, I've said it a thousand times, the guy is doing God's work. What he does is independently tests batteries that we use in our vape products. He doesn't do lipos yet. He does cells. So 18650 cells, 26650 cells, 16340 cells, all the all the cells that we could possibly use in vaping. This guy on his own time and of his own volition tests all these batteries because you know you go into a vape shop and you see these batteries where it's like mm, oh these are 3000 milliamp hour 40 amp batteries sure and the guy behind the counter will go yeah these are 40 amp batteries mm, not is always the case anyway mooch sent me a link to his newest uh battery chart so like i said mooch tests an f ton of batteries and he released an 18650 battery picking a safe battery to vape with chart basically he lists a lot of the most popular 18650 batteries what their milliamp hour is what their manufacturer's you know uh, amp limit is what the actual amp limit is and what the actual maximum continuous amp limit is this is a wonderful 
thing. This is a wonderful picture, and I'm not linking directly to the picture because Mooch is always, always updating stuff. So when new batteries come out or, you know, he will go back and retest the newest batch of like the MXJO yellows or something like that, and he'll be like, nope, these new ones, they're not as good as the old ones or they're better than the old ones. So this is kind of like a living thing. He's constantly always updating it. I personally love to look at these just because I like to look at the batteries that I already have, like the LG HD2s are on here, 2000 mAh manufacturer says they're 25 amps, his actual continuous discharge rating was 25 amps, max continuous uh, discharge rating 25 amps, that just makes me so happy to have the batteries that you bought just kind of be, you know, reaffirmed that these are good batteries by Battery Mooch. Um, I, I, I think this guy is doing great work. I've never spoken to him outside of email, and I'm dying to just talk to the guy. I want Battery Mooch to come to an event. I don't know where you live, Mr. Battery Mooch, but I'm going to be in Pittsburgh for VCCPA you should come to Pittsburgh for VCCPA so we can hang out. We can drink and vape and talk about batteries. If you don't drink, then you can have a Yoohoo or something or we'll get you some some soda pop, some Dr. Pepper. You can drink that. We'll talk about batteries. We'll, we'll shoot some video. I don't know, something. I would love to meet you. Anyway, you're doing great work. So what I'm going to do is link down in the description to the ECF blog that he has um, and he just has a quick little blurb here about which battery is safe to use these recommended batteries and this that and the other and he says this data is not just stuff gathered from around the web these are grades based on the results of my personal cell tests so yes he's great I trust him implicitly with battery testing and battery safety I'm gonna put a link in the description like I said to his ECF blog and uh, you can read all about batteries and which batteries are this and which batteries are that. So moving on to the UK real fast. Now I'm not going to pretend to even know what's going on in the UK as far as Brexit, as far as uh, Britain not being part of the EU anymore. I don't 100% know what's going on with that. In addition to everything else I'm doing in my life, I did try to actually like read about what's going on and I truly truly do not understand it and that's you know what I feel like that's okay but anyway uh, a fellow named J DJ shiny DJ shiny well there you go he sent me a is it JD or DJ shiny I wrote down JD shiny but I think it was DJ shiny anyway I'm not 100% sure he sent me a link to a petition, which we all know how I feel about petitions. I don't feel like they're the most effective way to get your message across, but this petition has actually been doing really well, and it, they updated it recently. It's a change.org petition, and they've updated it, so after the referendum, how will vapors, how vapors will win in parliament? So they basically updated this petition. Hi, Slow down, Nick. Slow down. They've basically updated this petition uh, in light of the recent events with uh, voting to leave uh, the EU as far as Britain and this, that, and the other. And they have updated it to kind of move their cause forward in light of these new, uh, in, in light of Brexit. There are 53,000 supporters for it already. They need 75,000 supporters. So they are wicked close. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to pretend 
to know what's going on. Um, I saw that Dimitri had posted about Smoke Free Radio this week. He's going to be talking about the exact same thing as far as how the referendum of Britain leaving the EU will affect the TPD and vape regulations and this, that, and the other. So he's going to have a whole show dedicated to it. I am just speaking about it very, very quickly because someone sent me this, change.org petition. It's a big, long webpage that has a whole lot of stuff on it, and they end it by saying, after discussions with vaping activist groups, we are recommending that on this day, vapors turn up to Parliament to firstly lobby their MP at the House of Commons, and then to view the House of Lords debate debate from the public gallery at 7 p.m. At the end of the debate, there will be a vote on a regret motion, which the government could lose. So July 4th is your VIP day, the day of vapors in parliament. So it sounds like they're planning this for July 4th this year. July 4th as in uh, as in this Monday. As in this Monday. Today is the 30th. So in a few days, this Monday, they want VIP vapors in parliament. If you're in Britain, if you're in the UK, go to this website, get all the information that you can, sign the petition. It sounds like it's not it's a lot more than just a petition. It sounds like it's actually like sort of a call to action involved with this, but definitely uh, definitely if you're in that area, go go there, go here, right there and read that stuff. So yeah, moving forward from that, there's always, you know, a lot of stuff going on as far as advocacy in the FDA. I wanted to touch real quack real quack Good Lord. Touch real quick on the Vapor Blackout 2016 campaign that myself, Omine, and Mecca 101 organized this last week on social media. This was, look, social media campaigns like this aren't really going to do much in an official capacity, okay? There's no one in the FDA and there's no senators or congressmen that are going to see this Vapor Blackout 2016 on Instagram and social media and go, oh, wow, and like, you know, really change their mind or anything like that. That's not what we're trying to, trying to accomplish. What we're trying to accomplish is to just raise awareness to not just the vaping community, but the world, to Everybody uh, on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, people who might not otherwise know what's going on or care to be involved with what's going on. Basically, the whole campaign of Vapor Blackout 2016, hashtag Vapor Blackout 2016, was we made some graphics. We made five graphics. We posted one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one today, and then there's going to be one tomorrow. So all week long, our social media accounts are only posting these graphics. We're only posting advocacy. We want as many people as we can to get involved and to repost all of these things on the same day with us. We made them different colors so that they would stand out so that they're not just black, black, black every day. We made them different colors so that they would stand out. We want everybody to be involved. And some people... And I don't want to name names because I actually don't know any names. But I've seen this going on on Instagram. The Vapor Blackout 2016 isn't a witch hunt. It's not, oh, well, this vendor, they haven't posted anything for Vapor Blackout 2016. They must not care about advocacy. Chances are they do care about advocacy. They're just not, they just don't know what's going on with Vapor Blackout 2016. We reached out to a few. I had some contacts. Mecca One had some contacts. Oman had some contacts. We reached out to a few people and we were hoping it would spread organically. We didn't, you know, we didn't message every vendor and every person on Instagram. So if you go on Instagram and you see like, hey, it's 
Joe Buildy guy and he's posting a picture of his coils. He must not care about advocacy. No, <laughs> that's not true. There is a good chance he does care about advocacy. He's just not aware of the hashtag Vapor Blackout 2016. This is the first of, I'm assuming, what will be a couple Vapor Blackout 2016s. Um, there's a lot of information to get out there. We want it to be small, bite-sized, digestible bits of information that's going to go on all week. And I I've been posting a lot of advocacy. A lot of people have been posting a lot of advocacy, but we wanted to dedicate one week you know, to just advocacy, to only advocacy. So if you go to my Instagram, it's all just bl Vapor Blackout 2016. That's all it is. That's what I feel strongly about. That's what it is. I can do that because it's my personal Instagram account and I I'm part of the whatever team, I guess. Sure, the team behind it. So just it's, it's for information, it's to raise awareness, it's to get information to people that otherwise might not see this information, and it is not, not, not a witch hunt to see who's posting these images and who's not. And don't assume that the people that aren't posting these images, you know, of the campaign suddenly don't care about advocacy. Because like I said, chances are they do. They may not just be aware of the campaign. The next time we do it, it'll be bigger. The next time we do it, it will be bigger and it will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until there's one day where when you go on Instagram, you will see nothing but advocacy Everybody will be on board. That's a warning. Everybody will be on board. We're only going to grow this and grow this bigger. It's been an incredible success so far, and I want to keep doing it and keep growing it and keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger. So, yes, that's uh, that's what's going on. Um, hope everybody enjoyed the interview I had last week with Azim. He is a brilliant man. He is my new hero. I love this guy. Azim is the lawyer behind the R2B Smoke Free, Right to Be Smoke Free Coalition lawsuit against the FDA. Hope everybody enjoyed that. If you didn't watch the vlog, I've uploaded the video in sort of a easily shareable little 20-minute video that's just the interview with none of the blog stuff or none of the vlog stuff on either side. But uh, yeah, feel free. Watch that. Show your friends. Show your family. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the other. I do have some I do have some information from Indiana. So, Indiana, hmm, Indiana. Indiana's in a bad spot, and there's a graphic going around of people thinking that the Indiana uh, regulations, the Indiana legislations, which are ridiculous for the state of Indiana, have been canceled or, or paused or something like this. Um, I don't believe this to be the case. Someone on Facebook that I cannot for the life of me find now, but someone on Facebook was explaining that this isn't what it looks like because there's this graphic going around from a convenience store of all places that says, oh no, Indiana's put these legislation, you know, these regulations on hold. That's not the case. They have not put these on hold. They are still going through. What they've done is extend the grace period an entire 60 days, which, bah, that doesn't make any sense, but... It's a thing that's happening. Um, from what I understand, it is still going into law. They are just going to be less strict about enforcing it. I don't know. I shouldn't even be talking about this because I don't have all the details. But there is a graphic going around that's saying that Indiana has canceled this legislation. If you see this, question it and 
ask someone who actually knows what's going on. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Azim and just ask him what's going on because he was part of that lawsuit as well, and uh, he knows what's going on in Indiana. So I'm going to ask him, and if I have an update, I'll post it here in the vlog or I'll post it on social media or something like that. Boom, there you go. Done. Pro- problem solved. So one last little bit of information here at the top of the program. Uh uh, Crystal wrote me and said, this is outrageous. Please talk about this in your next vlog. Uh, Joshua is such a great guy. I was crying when I read this. His juice is so good. We are losing a really great company and a great guy. So many people are going to lose their companies and jobs because of Indiana. So this is regarding a company named Open Source Vapor, which I have never tried, so I can't vouch for them. But Crystal seems to really enjoy this company. Um, she, they sent out an email to all their customers saying, We no longer have a shot at complying with Indiana's new e-liquid laws. This will be your last chance to order. Open source vapor. Um, HB 1432 never made any sense. A ton of really specific rules that seem to have no bearing on the quality of juice. These incredibly specific regulations required any e-liquid manufacturer to contract a security company for five years at a time, right before the deeming regulations hit, presumably to make sure nobody broke in to sneak drugs into their e-liquid. There wasn't one security firm in the state that could actually meet these requirements. An employee who is rolling a steel fire door technician certified by an international door association and the same person must also be an architectural hardware consultant certified by the door and hardware institute these are vape regulations what i just read an employee who is a rolling steel fire door technician certified by the international door association these are vape regulations in indiana okay uh, anyway, he, they go on to say, and the security firm must have continuously employed somebody who's met those requirements for at least a year. So no local security company had the time to get in compliance. Nobody. But then, at the last minute, one of them comes out and announces, announces that they have a guy to meet those requirements. But they've already accepted all the applications in their taking, and they don't have time to handle anyone else. I'm saddened to say this. We will be mixing our last juice on June 30th, 2016. That is today, my friends. The last orders accepted will be on June 29th. After that, ordering will be disabled. As of July 1st, even DIYing my own juice will be illegal under state law, and none uh, and none of the approved Indiana companies will offer a PG-free option for me. So out of the six approved companies, uh, so, so, okay, wow, sorry. Sorry I'm butchering this. Two out of the six approved companies don't even have their facilities up and running. My most sincere apologies for the last minute nature of this. I truly believed we could find a way to continue in compliance with these regulations. Joshua from Open Source Vapor. So congratulations, state of Indiana. You are closing small businesses because there has to be a rolling steel fire door technician certified by the International Door Association. What does that have to do with vaping? That seems so, so shady to me, so smarmy. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Like I said, I'm going to try to get some clarification from Azim soon to see what's going on with that. See what's going on with Indiana, but that's, I mean, that sucks. That's incredibly sad. Uh, One last thing before I get to what I've been vaping, uh, only because I haven't pimped this in a while. Kassad does have a testimonials 
page where you go, you share your story, you share your testimonials, uh, collecting of success story testimonials from smokers who use smoke-free alternatives to reduce or quit their smoking. These testimonials are posted in public on a web page for everybody to see. Uh, This public collection of success stories will be a powerful response to those who want to restrict access to e-cigs and other smoke-free products. So if you have five minutes of your life, uh, head over to CASA, the testimonials page. I will have a link in the description under the advocacy, uh, you know, portion of the description. Just go do a testimonial uh, real fast. It doesn't have to be a novel. It doesn't have to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, I can't even think of a famous novelist right now. Ernest Hemingway. It doesn't have to be an Ernest Hemingway story. It can just be whatever, your story. A couple paragraphs, boom, you submit it, you're done. You did You did a little part. You did a little bit of helping out there for the CASA testimonial. So I think that's very cool. That's always very important. Like I said, I'll post a link down in the description. But, wow, we've already done a lot and we're already way into this vlog. So let's, uh, let's move forward to what I've been vaping. We'll make this quick uh, so I don't make this vlog way too long. Uh, Minikin 1.5 been awesome been great uh v god trick tank on top with this is that kodiak elixirs juice on the inside again this isn't an amazing tank it's just a really good reliable sub ohm tank that i have really really enjoyed using just good just delightful in fact v god emailed me let me get to this email i mean i think i might have a v god tank to give away v god emailed me uh, and they said, uh, we would, we, we want to give away your viewers a V God prize package. All, all you need to do is create and promote your giveaway. Um, blah, blah, blah. Sure. This, that, and the other. So let's do a V God giveaway. So here's, here's their rules for it. And I'm going to add one rule on, uh, to the end. The winner must be 21 years of age or older residing in the USA. So you got to be 21. Um, subscribe to my channel as well as the CS vape YouTube, as well as the official V God YouTube. There you go. So those are your three things you have to do. Subscribe to me, which I mean, I'm not going to enforce that. You don't have to subscribe to me. I just, I'm just happy that you're watching. Go subscribe to the CS Vape YouTube channel. Go subscribe to VGod YouTube channel. Watch some, watch some trick videos, which are always amazing. And then what I want you to do is email me, contest at grimgreen.com. I want jokes. I want dad jokes. If you're not familiar with what a dad joke is, let me give you an example. Did anyone see that new documentary on Velcro? It was really gripping. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, dad jokes. So email me a dad joke over at uh, contest at grimgreen.com. Um, go subscribe to those YouTube channels, but send me a dad joke. Uh, we're going to run this till Monday. I'll cut it off Monday at midnight, and then uh, whatever. I'll just pick a winner. I'm not going to announce it here, but maybe I'll read some dad jokes next week on the vlog. But uh, I'll email the winner, and uh, CS Vape is, is going to ship you a VGOD package. What's in What's in the V-God package? How about uh, V-God Trick Tank, V-God 5-pack of Trick Tank coils, and one full V-God e-juice line in 30 mil bottles, which I think they have like five flavors. So that's a whole mess of juice, a new tank, and a 5-pack of coils. Sure, and it's a totally, totally good, reliable tank. So yeah, I've also been vaping this um, uh, Axis Vapes M17. Sorry, yeah, giveaway. It's going to happen. Let me just reiterate the rules. You're over 21. You subscribe to those YouTube channels. You send me a dad joke, contest at grimgreen.com. Cut off is this Monday at midnight. Done. That's it, okay? 
then good. That's the whole contest. I wasn't going to do a giveaway, but sure, we'll throw a giveaway in there since I was vaping the V-God Trick Tank, and then they said we want to give away a Trick Tank. Anyway, Axis Vapes M17. This is the original green stab one that I got. K-Fun 5 on top, man. I can't get over this flavor. I just absolutely dig this. Uh, Lane Cove My E on the inside. Vaping a .34 ohm coil, uh, uh, sorry, fused Clapton coil in this at 44 watts, that restricted lung hit. The performance is great. The flavor is warm, it's dense, and oh boy, it is flavorful. Additionally, I've been hanging in there with this uh, Inokin Cool Fire TC18650 and Nautilus Mini Combo. This is 18 milligram Poorhouse Mad Mix in here. I took this with me to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland on Monday. I ran into two other vapors there in the smoker area, and we chatted for a bit. Uh, I ran into Nick from Brewell. Anyway, he was there with his family. Love Disneyland. Just a huge fan of Disneyland. I'm expecting to spend a lot of time there this year. And this is going to be my vape for it. Maybe not this exact mod, but definitely a Nautilus Mini with 18 milligram. Because when you go to the smoker area, you sit there for 5 or 10 minutes, you vape, you get your nick, and then you're like, let's go ride Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, sure, that sounds awesome. This held up amazingly all day. It's nice and lightweight. I just kept it in my cargo short pocket. Had no problem getting it into the park. They don't care about vape stuff. They just, they tell you when they see it at security. They go, you know, you have to, you can't vape that in the park. And you go, yeah, 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 I know. I'll, I'll vape it in the in the smoker area. Don't worry. They're aware of vaping. They know what it is, obviously. They're, it's, a, it's a theme park in Southern California. I mean, they have to know what vaping is. Cool Fire 4, 18650. Um, the paint is kind of coming off on the button now because I've been using it so excessively. But this right here, mouth to lung, throat hit, four days. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that throat hit just gets me. Um, I have another M17 here as well, this guy. I'm using these M17s like crazy. I went on Axis Vapes today and was looking at M17s, and uh, there's one on there that I am just dying to buy, but then I realized that I don't need three M17s. Anyway, got this M17, got a top-secret atomizer that you can't see just yet. But trust me when I say that it's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, I got some fluffy juice in there. I vaped this whole bottle of fluffy juice, which is like a Rice Krispie Square type of flavor. Quite good. This comes from Elevated Vaping. I'll throw some links down in the description. I try to put links in the description to everything that I talk about. Pretty freaking tasty, delicious juice. Uh, second to last thing I've been vaping, uh, uh, Rig Pig, like crazy uh, series box that, that only uses the Roughneck, so it's impossible to hard short. This has a top secret juice in it, but this is a dual-fused Clapton in here. Um, this is 28-gauge, 40-gauge uh, uh, Canthal over 28-gauge Canthal. Uh, dual core canthal. I did like seven wraps. It comes out to 0.38. It's amazing for a series box, and uh, this is just uh, this has just been a really fantastic vape. This damn rig pig just hits so hard. I'm gonna have a review for this very very soon. Nice and hot and flavorful. So last thing I've been vaping, which. I keep saying this. I'm going to review this really soon. This is the Anarchist Solera DNA 200 with a DHD sticker on it. Goon RDA that I just reviewed this Wednesday that I 
can't literally cannot get enough of. That's a Jess Marie DHD cap on top or drip tip for the goon. This juice in here is nutty boba. So I'm a pretty big fan of the boba flavors. I like the jazzy boba well enough to vape it, but I get sick of it really fast. I love the dewy boba. I'm okay with the Thai boba. And now they have nutty boba, which kind of smells like marzipan, but vapes a little bit more like a tobacco, like a sweet tobacco. It's kind of bizarre. It's kind of like a coconut beach, uh, like sweet tobacco. It's odd, odd, odd flavor. Um, I've been enjoying it though. I vaped through, I don't know, what's that, like two or three mils of it so far. I kind of just opened it, but it's been rocking. Is this on? Oh, it is on. Yeah, every time I vape this, I feel like I'm at the beach. God damn, the airflow on that goon is so good. Oh, it's good. Oh, it is so good. So yeah, that kind of wraps up what I've been vaping. Let's not make this vlog too long. Let's do a really quick, I'm gonna try to keep it under like six or seven minutes, getting to know Grim Green. Here he is. So a guy named Troy writes to me and says, first off, I'd like to say thank you for the hard work you've done within the industry uh, pertaining to hardware reviews as well as advocacy. Absolutely my pleasure. Getting to know Grim Christian is this. <coughs> Pardon me. Wow. What sort of music do you like? So we talked a little bit about music when we did my guitar. Uh, most of your fans know you like metal, but what other genres do you dig? What bands or artists do you like, be it metal or any other genre? He said, I'm an avid metal fan, particularly death metal. I enjoy King Diamond Slayer, Motorhead, Black Sabbath, and so on, but I love death metal even more. I am invigorated by metal. I would be grateful if you would allow me to send you some of my albums that I have very much enjoyed, and I have been no means trying to insult your knowledge or taste in metal, but I'm unsure if you've actually heard of some of my favorite bands. I will say to you, Troy, right now, yes, I avidly listen to all of your favorite bands. Not all of them. Death, sure. Carcass, absolutely. Entombed, love, love Entombed. Uh, Napalm Death, uh, fuck off Nazi punks, absolutely. Bolt Thrower, never been a big Bolt Thrower fan. Death is, death is considered by many to be the first death metal band. They also coined the phrase death metal with a demo that they released called Death by Metal. Napalm Death is considered to be the founders of Grindcore. Carcass is considered to be the founders of Gore Grind. All this information is heavily debated, but you get the point. I'm sure you've heard of these bands and probably given some of them a listen. I'd like to buy some of these bands' albums for you and send them to you via iTunes or something, iTunes or something, as a thank you for all the hard work you've done. Even if my getting to know Grim Green topic doesn't make the cut, please let me know if you're interested in getting some of the music that you may not have heard before. Absolutely. No, Troy, you do not, not, not have to send me any music. I subscribe to Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, send me the album that way and I will listen to it. Chances are they have a lot of death metal. I mean, a lot of death metal on Spotify. I think they have all the death albums. I think they have all the Entombed albums. And I believe they have all of, if not most of the Carcass albums, as well as uh, Bolt Thrower, which I guess I'll have to listen to some Bolt Thrower now. So, yes, Troy, to answer your question, I am a metal guy at heart. I like all kinds of metal, like you said, ranging from Motorhead and Napalm Death all the way to uh, Carcass and Cannibal Corpse and Slayer. And like you, I fell in love with metal at a very young 
age. I liked the intensity of it. I liked the catchiness of it. I, I loved it just sounded so powerful to me. Metal has always sounded so intensely powerful to me. It offers me something that a lot of other genres of music can't. So let's go back in time to when I was a young little seventh grader and I was first getting into music. And my dad would play me The Who and The Doors and, you know, the Steve Miller Band and these rock bands from, you know, the 60s and 70s. And that's the first music that I really loved and fell in love with. And I've always, since then, I've always liked rock. I went through some phases. Let's call it eighth grade through about ninth grade. So about two solid years, I listened to a lot of like uh, whatever was popular on MTV at the time. Fuck ton of Vanilla Ice. Yeah, yeah, Vanilla Ice. Fuck ton of like Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah, remember Belle Biv DeVoe? fuck ton of MC Hammer, a lot of that really radio-friendly, like, hip-hop pop music. I just went bananas for it. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then, and then I went and bought a Red Hot Chili Peppers album because they did a cover of that song Higher Ground. And I remember taping it off of MTV. I loved this song. I went crazy for this song, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Higher Ground. I couldn't get enough of it, so I saved my allowance money. I went to uh, Sam Goody Music when there was actually music stores that existed, and I bought the CD, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, that had the Higher Ground on it. It came in the long box. Remember CD, long boxes? That was my first exposure to, like, not metal by any stretch of the imagination, but a little bit more aggressive rock, I guess you could say. And then I got heavily into Queensryche and Faith No More. And I went and bought the Queensryche Empire album. And I went and bought the Faith No More Epic album. And the Faith No More Epic album was like the greatest thing that had ever happened in my life. I remember absolutely, absolutely falling in love with Faith No More the epic album. That's when I started being a fan of Mike Patton. That's when I started being a fan of much more aggressive, aggressive music. And it was a little bit later than that. I want to say my sophomore year in high school when I started getting into much more heavy stuff. I started listening to a lot of thrash, like uh, DRI, uh, MOD, Sick of It All. Oh man, I listened to a ton of Sick of It All. I thought that shit was just the best. A lot of punk and hardcore stuff back then, but a lot more aggressive. Sacred Reich. Uh, who else was I listening to? Green Jello, who had to change their name to Green Jelly. And that's around the time I really started getting into Guar. I don't know. I, I remember the first time I heard Guar, um, I was on a field trip in band. I was a band nerd. I played trumpet. And all of my friends were band nerds as well. And my buddy Patrick he handed me a tape of Guar America Must Be Destroyed. And the first track on that album is a song called Ham on the Bone. And I had never heard Guar, and I saw that he had had Guar, so I said, hey, can I listen to that Guar tape? Because we all had Walkmans, you know, on the school bus going on a band trip. And he was like, yeah, sure. So I rewound to the beginning of Side A. Ham on the Bone hit in my earphones at full volume, and my brain exploded. I... 
wanted to steal that tape from Patrick because I loved it so much. And as soon as I got home, I just went guar crazy. Me and my buddy Jim set up a guar-themed haunted house that year. I dressed up as odorous. I made my own costume. I got really heavy into guar. And so from there, it just stems into every other metal and death metal band you know that you can think of iron maiden stuff like this the new wave of british heavy metal florida death metal uh, cannibal corpse obviously and then i went through a phase and i'm going to wrap this up i went through a phase where i didn't listen to a lot of metal i was listening to some hardcore but i started getting really into pop punk things like pennywise and lagwagon and Who else was I listening to at the time? MXPX. I went through probably two years. Let's call it 97 and 98. Sure. That I got really into punk rock. All I wanted to listen to was that Lagwagon double platinum album. Pennywise, Straight Ahead or Full Circle. Loved Pennywise, Lagwagon, MXPX. All these really poppy punk bands. And I still, you know what? I still rock Pennywise quite often. Uh, Dwayne is really into the punk stuff like that. So whenever we're hanging out, we tend to rock a little bit of Pennywise and Lagwagon and stuff like that. But at my core, I'll always be a metal guy. I love metal bands. I currently can't get enough of Gojira. I currently can't get enough of Baroness. I can't, currently can't get enough of Talk, which is kind of like, I guess, more of a post-metal band. But all things, pardon me, all things rock and metal I'm absolutely a huge, huge fan of. So that's my that's my music story. You know, it runs the gamut. There's a lot of shit that I will not, I refuse to listen to it. And if you listen to it, awesome, more for you. I cannot get into any modern country shit. I just, it, it drives me insane. I love some old country, love me some Shooter Jennings, love me some Willie Nelson, love me some Johnny Cash. Love that old, cool, old school, cool country music. Modern country music uh, just sounds like a fucking cat in a blender. I I hate it. I can't stand it. Reggae. Nope. I will never listen to reggae. And if you like reggae, then listen to it. More for you. I will never steal your reggae away from you because I, I will never listen to it. I just literally can't stand it. And in Southern California, if you don't like Sublime, people look at you like you're a Nazi. And uh, no, I don't like Sublime. I don't like reggae. Just don't. But uh, everything else is uh, is kind of open game, I guess, except for reggae and modern country music. But yeah, that's my that's my music story. Thank you, Troy. And uh, again, thank you for the offer of sending me some albums, but you absolutely do not have to. I will look up Bolt Thrower. I will look up all these albums on Spotify. I already have uh, Napalm Death and a lot of death and a lot of Entombed on my Spotify playlist already. But absolutely, Troy. Hope that Hope that was satisfying for you as far as a, uh, you know, as far as a, uh, anyway, as far as a answered question, getting to know Grim Green. So what I'm going to do now, we're getting into this vlog. I'm getting parched. It is time to get to the beer section. (laughs) 
All right, so I got some beer today. We're going to – building off of what we did last week, I want to try a little bit more simple of a beer this week simply because it's what I have in my fridge, and I seem to always have this beer on hand. It's from a brewery called Ballast Point. Ballast Point now, here's where we get into the snobbiness of craft beer people. Ballast Point was recently bought out by a very large, large beer company for billions, bah, billions of dollars. So is is Ballast Point still considered like craft beer, even though it's immensely mass produced and immensely distributed? Mm, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because they have good beers. So the beer that we have this week is probably their most popular beer of all time. I'm talking about their Grapefruit Sculpin. That's right. This is an IPA. This is their famous Sculpin IPA with grapefruit added to it. So if we go over to Beer Advocate, this is our award-winning IPA. With a citrus twist, our Grapefruit Sculpin is the latest take on our signature IPA. Uh, some may say there are a few ways to improve Sculpin's unique flavor, but the tart freshness of Grapefruit perfectly complements our IPA's citrusy hop character. Grapefruit is a winter fruit, but it's easy drinking ale tastes like the summer. That's exactly it. It tastes like the summer. It's hot as balls down here in Southern California. I Grapefruit Sculpin is one of those refreshing summer beers that I can drink. In the summer, I'm sorry, I just can't crack open like an immensely rich dark chocolate coffee stout or something like that and like feel refreshed by drinking that. When it's hot outside, I want something nice, citrusy, bright, refreshing. Grapefruit Sculpin's kind of the way to go. I'm going to be pouring it not into this glass. That is a different glass. We're going to be pouring it into, a, you know, just a pub-style Pilsner glass, I guess this is called. I'm not 100% sure. This is a very, very light and carbonated beer or effervescent. It's got a very light color. When you're pouring it, it just looks like a beer commercial. You see the, the amber color in there. You see the bubbles and the foams happening. You see the head kind of settling on top. It just looks like it just looks like a beer commercial. It looks like that beer graphic that I used before this segment. But let's look at what one of the top reviewers on Beer Advocate has to say about Grapefruit Sculpin. On tap, full pint, sixth, sixth anniversary celebration. Uh, okay, I don't care where you got it, but just tell me about the beer. Pours a clear orange with the foamy head that settles with wisps of film on top of the beer. Small dots of lace slowly drip the remaining beer in the drink down. The smell is of malt, citrus fruits, citrus zest, grapefruit aromas taste as much the same. Citrus zest, grapefruit flavors on the finish. There's a mild amount of hop bitterness on the palate with each sip. This beer has a lower level of carbonation with a crisp, slightly crisp mouthfeel. Overall, this is a good beer with a very nice citrus presence that makes it very easy to drink. This is rated on Beer Advocate as a double, nope, as a 95 and a 99. So this is a, this is technically a world-class beer. And now that it has been bought out, Ballast Point's been bought by big beer, quote-unquote big beer, you'll be able to get this basically anywhere in the United States. If you go to your local BevMo liquor store, Total Wine, whatever, try to find some Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin because if it's hot where you live, you're going to want a nice fresh sort of citrusy IPA. So cheers. Here's to you, everyone. Mm, delicious. It's just delicious. Um, it's very not 
IPA-ish. It's got some slight IPA character, but overall, it's just a really refreshing, easy-drinking beer. It does have some seriously strong grapefruit notes on the finish, but you get this upfront sweetness and upfront like IPA hoppiness. A lot of grapefruit on the finish. It's just overall, it's a really good beer. And it's hot in here. I can't run the air conditioning, you see, when I'm shooting my vlog. So I sit here and sweat my balls off. And then sometimes, before the first impression segment, I'll pause for about a half hour. I'll run the air conditioning. And then I'll come back and finish the vlog. Because, the vlog, because I have these bright lights pointed at me. And then I have no air conditioning, no air movement. I can feel my neck getting sticky. I can feel my shirt sticking to me. So anyway, Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. Mm -hmm. Just freaking delicious. I don't know what I compare with this. All I can think of is my secret juice, which it's going to be pointless. Uh, I can't tell you anything about this juice, what the flavor profile is. I guess I could tell you a little bit about what the flavor profile is, but I can't tell you when it's coming out or what it's going to be named or anything like that. Or maybe I can. I don't know. Um, basically, the flavor profile of this is, oh, pardon me, sort of a, uh, uh, we'll call it a lemon cream macaroon cookie type of flavor. It is very upfront citrus uh, lemon sweetness. This is a sweet juice. It's a very sort of macaroony and creamy. It vapes the way like at the texture of a macaroon is. And that's what I love about this juice so much. Um, doesn't have a name yet, but be sure to stay tuned uh, for, I'm sure I'll, I'll announce it uh, a little bit later on. But uh, we're doing secret juice number one, Ballast Point Sculpin Grapefruit. Grapefruit Sculpin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Wow, sorry, sorry, Robin. What's in the news? Sorry, Sheik, sorry. Sorry about the burp. This is a great pairing. This is just a beautiful pairing. Yeah, it's good. That is really good. That's going to be, that's going to be like my summertime vape pairing. I live in an apartment complex and I can't have a uh, a grill anymore and that really bums me out because in the summertime, oh, grilling up stuff and burgers and steaks and you're outside with beer and vapes and grilling. I miss that so much. But, you know what? I live in Southern California and I don't have a I don't have the ability to have a grill, but uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's all good. So, yeah. Ballast Point, uh, Grapefruit Sculpin. I think that's going to wrap up our beer section. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to get to some quick shout-outs. It is shout-out time. All right, so we got a couple shout-outs here. Uh, uh, okay, I, I, I do actually have all of this pulled up, but I don't remember what I did with the screenshot I did. No? Where did it go? Uh, Coleman, that's right. Jennifer Coleman, she posted on Not Blowing Smoke. I have to give her a shout out. She doesn't, she didn't request a shout out, but I have to give her a shout out because she posted this in Not Blowing Smoke Facebook group uh, on Facebook. Everyone who lives in California that has contacted Senator Feinstein, which 
She is my senator. I have contacted her. I got the same response as well as a lot of other people got the same response back as well. It is very disheartening. You, she goes on to say, uh, got some not so friendly to the vape cause form letters back this morning. I take it as a challenge. Instead of now doing the CASA call to action once per day, sending hand, instead now of doing the CASA call to action once per day, sending handwritten letters on Tuesday and Thursday and making phone calls twice a week, I'm now going to send three handwritten letters, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, do the CASA call to action morning and night, and call my representatives every single day. Also on my list is Attorney General Kalma Harris, who is running for an empty Senate seat this November. Hashtag fight harder. Hashtag save vaping. Hashtag one billion lives. Jennifer Coleman is simply a vapor. That is it. And I don't mean to like downplay that. She is an amazing person who is doing amazing advocacy work, and she is just a vapor. She is working harder than a lot of other people that I've seen. She's working harder than a lot of other vendors I've seen. She is, in fact, working harder than I am. I have personally not sent handwritten letters Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to my representatives. I have not called my representatives every single day like Jennifer Coleman has, and I have not contacted the new Attorney General, Kalma Harris, on behalf of Vapors Everywhere. So you are an inspiration to me, Jennifer. You have inspired me to up my advocacy game, as I hope you have inspired a ton of other people to up their advocacy game. So without even asking for it, Jennifer... You're getting shouted out like crazy. Uh, Keep up what you're doing. Keep being an inspiration to me and to so many other people. So moving forward from that, we got a whole lot of late birthday shout outs. Jeremy wrote to me back in February and he said, hey, Nick, how's it going? I'm writing to you to say, hey, keep up the great work in the videos. I've been vaping for about a year and three months now. I started vaping one month after I got sober. I was opiate, Oxycontin addicted for many years and moved on to heavier, heavier, heavier drugs, specifically heroin. Ha! Was on that for many months and was a heavy smoker under the influence. I smoked a lot more. After I finally was able to get sober for a month, I noticed with every cigarette I smoked, I could feel the cravings for drugs more and more, so the wife and I decided to give smoking up. We both smoked for more than 10 years. I am 26 years old. I started around 14 years old smoking, but with vaping, I was about to completely stop smoking tobacco cigarettes, which have helped a lot with my cravings. I was able to buy a DNA 200 for my birthday. Um, I might just have to wait. Uh, I am one year, four months sober. Today's date is February 5th, 2016. My birthday is February 8th. If possible, I would love a shout out. If not, I understand that you are extremely busy. Sincerely, Jeremy, aka Vaping J. P.S. Uh, imagine my ID. Oh, he sent me an image. Imagine. Why did I read that as imagine? He sent me an image of his ID as proof of his birthday. So I apologize, Jeremy. Congratulations on getting clean and sober, and congratulations on. Getting slowly away from tobacco and into the world of vaping, you are absolutely shouted out. I apologize that this is so, so late. I do have another birthday shout out, I believe. Yes, Danielle writes to me. This is back on May 19th. Hey, Nick, my name is Danielle and my boyfriend, Curtis Four. He is a huge fan of yours. He watches... uh, He watches all of your vlogs every Thursday. He has seen all of your videos. He went from smoking. 
He switched from smoking and dipping completely over to vaping, and it has inspired him to make his own YouTube channel, Cup of Vape, to help people quit smoking too. He has an Instagram page under the same name, Cup of Vape. His birthday is coming up on May 27th, and I was hoping that you maybe that you could maybe check out his channel and give him a shout out on your May 26th vlog. Just missed it. I know that it would mean the whole world to him uh, to get a shout out from you. You have permission to use both of our names to thank Nick's keep. Thanks, Nick. Keep being awesome. Absolutely. Danielle, you are shouted out. Curtis, happy birthday. I apologize that it's late, but you are definitely shouted out. Good luck with the YouTube. Good luck with the Instagram. Do everything you can to get as many smokers as you can over to vaping. The more smokers that we have in vaping, the better, the better. We need bigger numbers we need we need every smoker we need all the smokers in vaping got a couple more here nate writes to me and says hey nick feel free to read this aloud including our names my name is nate but this is not about me it would mean the world to me if you could shout out my fiance she has been with me every step of the way i quit smoking around a year ago and she was with me the whole way she is so supportive of my newfound hobby she even goes so far as to provide me with juice she is the love of my life and i would and i uh, wow okay and i never could have gotten off of traditional smokes without her i want this shout out to be about her having people who are as supportive of her as her as something everyone should have i can never thank her enough for all that she does absolutely nate you are certainly shouted out your fiance whose name you did not give me let me let me reread it Nope, whose name you did not give me. Nate's fiance, who shall remain nameless. Thank you for being supportive of your future husband, Nate, for getting away from traditional tobacco. You are definitely shouted out. I apologize that, uh, well, I apologize for Nate, really, because he didn't include your name. You're just the fiance, so that's fine. You can go on Instagram. You can start an Instagram account. You can be called Nate's fiance. All good. We will know who you are. <laughs> anyway, let's do, uh, let's do one last shout out. I think this one is for a shop. A uh, fellow named Nick Miller writes to me and says, hey, Nick, my name is also Nick. Excellent. I would like to try and get a shout out for a local store to me, Crescent City Clouds. Chris Flowers owns this shop in New Orleans and has been officially open for a couple of months now. He's doing a ton for the community, like having a quarter of his store dedicated to advocacy. He makes great juice and is a fighter of the good fight. He also does really great weekly deals. Anyway, hoping this will one day make it to a vlog, but if not, please go try some of his juice. It is outstanding. Thank you for what you do, and let's keep on vaping. Absolutely. Nick, you know what? For writing it in you get a shout out and chris flowers who owns crescent city clouds in new orleans absolutely you were shouted out um people love their shops you know what i mean i have a couple local shops that i really like and people have their local shops that they really like and why not they deserve shout outs um oh pardon me pardon me again sorry chic but yeah, um, local shops are, are, are a great thing. If you are a vapor and you have a local shop nearby, go in, meet the people, get to know them. They are generally full of good information. Good uh, employees in local shops are incredibly, incredibly helpful when you're picking out juices or tanks or atomizers and stuff like this. Nine times out of the ten, the shops that I go into, they don't just want to sell you something. They want to sell you the right thing, if that makes sense, because they went through it themselves. They're vapors, so they understand that if you're just starting out, hey, maybe you don't need a K-Fun 5, or hey, maybe you don't need a Goon RDA if you're just starting out. So they will generally be very cool. It sounds like Nick has a great shop there at Crescent City Clouds. You are all 
absolutely shout it out. So that's going to wrap up our shout out segment. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to pause. I'm going to crank the air conditioning. We're going to come back and do some freaking first impressions. All right, we're going to do some first impressions time. The first thing I have up is a new SX350J version 2 mod. So this comes from thefridaymorning.com, and it's called the Mustang X26. It is a completely 3D printed mod, and it is large. Do you see the size of this? This is the SX350J version 2, I believe. It's the same chip that's in the... IPv5. It's the same chip that's in the IPv5. In fact, it has that same exact quirk where it won't let you go above 75 watts. How do you fix that? What was... Oh, shit. What was the fix for that? I don't even remember, okay? I can't even remember right now, but there is a quirk. You have to do like this little menu thing, and then you can suddenly go above 75 watts. Now, this looks big, and you're thinking, yeah, that's big. It also runs on two Series 26650 batteries. The door is held on by magnets. Feels pretty nice overall. Feel of it is so far is pretty nice. It's extra 3D printed on the inside there and it's labeled positive and negative like that. Um, you put these batteries in here parallel but it is series and then I noticed after using it that there's a fuse up here. There's like a fuse up there. There's like a 30 amp fuse up there and they include spare fuses in the packaging to this. I have been uh, struggling a little bit using this thing because it's big. I knew that it was going to be big when I got it and I knew from the pictures that they sent me that it was going to be a big device. He's like, yeah, it runs on 226650. And I was like, holy shit, that is going to be a big mod. But you know what? It looked, it's something that looks interesting to me. It's so easy after seven and a half years of vaping to get very, very bored. Just the most bored you can ever be. When vape mail comes, huh? <coughs> all right. When vape mail comes from China and you open it and you go, oh, look, it is a tank. That is a tank. And that's fucking boring. Or you go, oh, look, it's the version three of this mod that I never liked in the first place. Why did they make three versions of it? It's easy to just get bored and disenchanted with certain products and vendors in the vape community. But I've never heard of this company before, the Friday morning. He sent me some pictures. He said, hey, I'd like to send you one of these. If, you, if you're into it, I'd like to send you one. And I looked at it and I was like, that is crazy. That is just crazy looking. So I said, you know what? Sure. I would like to try that out. It's got a whole here it's got a slot cut out right here for like uh you know a chain like it comes with a like a like a chain thing and you can i don't know wear it around your neck or something like i said it's sx350j version 2 it's all 3d printed uh, i have it set uh let's try to get it to 75 watts 75 watts do 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 i need to go as high as possible too far yep nope as high as it'll go right now 75 watts but like i said there's that little trick to get it to go higher this goon i was rocking at 85 watts on my anarchist so i'm not sure exactly how it's going to hold up at 75 watts wow surprisingly good I could probably knock that anarchist down to 75 watts and it would perform just as good. It's big. It's it's big and clunky to hold on to, man. And all they offer right now is this sort of 
digital camo look, which, eh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. I like the battery life of the Dual 26650s. I like that they include a fuse on there. I like the SX350J version 2 board well enough. It does have some clicky buttons. It's got a USB. It is what it is, you know what I mean? It does come with these interesting 3D printed collars that go around it, okay? So it's like this weird collar that kind of covers your atomizer. I haven't even fiddled around with them. I've had this for literally maybe 24 hours at this point, but it comes with all these weird collars that kind of go up around your atomizer. You can go to the website. I'll have a link in the description to the Friday morning where you can check out the dual 26650 Mustang X26, but it's got these interesting collars that go around it, and I'm not exactly sure what those are for. Aesthetically, they look kind of cool. They just look kind of weird as well. It's been doing all right, you know what I mean? It's 3D printed, so without batteries, it's very lightweight, but when you add batteries to it, it feels very, very substantial. Clicky buttons, SX350J version two, 3D printed with this digital camo stuff on it, and the 3D printing on it is actually really nice. It's probably the nicest looking 3D printed mod that I've seen, that I've come across. I've had some 3D printed mods that kind of warp in certain places because of the heat used to to you know 3d print them and build them this one not the case all the edges are nice the fit and finish is shockingly shockingly nice on it it doesn't feel 3d printed and that's what i really do that's what i really do like about it but like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with this Mustang X26. Thankfully, I've had a pair of Sony VTC4 26650 batteries that have been paired up forever. If you go back in my videos and you watch the Beast 200 watt mod, I think I used the same paired 26650s in that mod, and I have not used them since because they've been paired up so i was just waiting for another dual 26650 mod to use these batteries in so far the battery life i've been getting from them you know obviously it's it's really good it's a dual 26650 so let's move on from that let's get to a uh, let's get to a tank this is the new tank a new tank i should say from geek vape called the eagle or Project Eagle. I'm not 100% sure. It's called the Eagle Sub Ohm Tank, and it is a rebuildable tank atomizer. That's right. It's an RTA. They sent me the version with the top airflow, which I instantly closed down because it generally kills flavor. In fact, let's open it up and see how it kills the flavor. Yes, they should just call it the flavor-killing airflow. It kills the flavor, man. I would much prefer the standard version of this. I like the way it looks much better, but as it stands, whatever. I got one with top airflow. I'm not going to complain. It's no big deal. They make one with top airflow. They make one in a standard non-top flow air version. So what's interesting about this tank is they have something called HBC coils, right? And I'm reading this and I'm going, well, what's an HBC coil? And they come in a little tube like this. These are HBC coils. HBC stands for hand-built coils. So if I pop this open right here, you can see the build deck. 
You can see the wick. You're not going to be able to see this. Let's zoom in. You can see the build deck. You can see the wick. You can see the coil on there that looks like a fused clapton of some sorts. And then you they, they wick it down for you into these little holes. And I just want to tell you that right off the bat, their wicking job on these is pretty crappy. So what I would do if you get any of these HBC coils is just pull the cotton out and re-wick it yourself. Make sure that your coils are gonna glow evenly, but pull that cotton out and wick it yourself. What you need to do is pack the cotton over those little juice flow channels right there, those little juice flow holes, because the juice is gonna go in here and up to your wicks. They don't put enough wick in here. What they need to do is put more wick in here. I installed one of these just defaultly with the wicks that they used. I put it in my tank, I filled it up, I primed the coils, it flooded out the airflow hole like crazy. So I was like, hey, fantastic. That seems to be just my luck with tank these with tanks these days. So I pulled the wick out, I re-wicked it myself, and it's been working so much better. But these are the HBC coils, and the idea is that these are hand-built coils, and you can just simply re-wick them and dry burn them like you would an RTA, and you don't have to build. Or you can take a little, you know, uh, Allen key and pull this coil out and build your own coil in there and re-wick it as you see fit. They sell these in two packs. Interesting, no? So yeah, if you get these HBC coils, pull the wick out right away and just re-wick it much better. They might not all be like that, but at least the two that I opened and went through so far were wicked pretty poorly. I just just pull the wick out just to be safe and re-wick it and use more wick than they use. Anyway, this is a single coil fused Clapton in here, all 316L stainless steel. And the options they have for HBC types are ridiculous. They have staple staggered fused Claptons made of canthol. They have staggered fused Clapton single coil made out of canthol. They have Staggered fuse Clapton's made out of stainless steel 316L. You can pick your resistances. You can pick your uh, millimeter around of how they built it. This is a 316L stainless steel fuse Clapton's, staggered fuse Clapton's, flat Clapton's, tiger coils, which look just the worst. Regular Clapton's, uh, flat Clapton, tigers made out of canthal, tigers made out of stainless steel 316. They have spaced canthal coils, they have spaced 316L coils, they have uh, fused Clapton's Caterpillar track coils made out of canthal, uh, a lot. They have a lot. They have one called the Juggernaut, which just looks like a mess. It just looks like, uh, it looks like a parallel fused Clapton and then they wrapped it with ribbon wire around it and it's all made out of canthal. But anyway, they make it in single coil, uh, coil heads, which are these, which are the the B, BHCs, or what are they called? HBCs, HBSs, what the hell are they called? HBCs. They sell them in two packs, and these are two coil heads that you can buy. And not only re-wick, but rebuild yourself as well. So 
What I did is this is, like I said, this is a fuse clapton made of all stainless steel. I re-wicked it myself. I refilled it up. The juice flow is open. It has been just vaping really well. I haven't been getting any dry hits. I haven't been getting any flooding or gurgling or leaking issues. All I do is close off that top airflow, open this airflow all the way up, have it set to 450 degrees on my Relow RX200S, 75 watts, 450 degrees, stainless steel, vapes. Good. This coil, I mean, it's not it's not exclusive to this coil, but this coil, because it's temperature control, it does that stupid ramp up thing and then drop off thing. So it feels like a great vape at first and then it drops off because the temperature control kicks in. I don't really feel comfortable turning it higher than 400. Eh, all right, let's try 500 degrees. Sure. Okay. Well, 500 degrees is obviously much, much better, but... The flavor is actually pretty nice on this tank. I like the idea of having removable decks that you can just re-wick for, for builders or for people who don't necessarily want to build. Believe it or not, not everybody wants to build their own coils. That's why sub-ohm tanks are popular. It's hilarious to me when I see a review. When I do a review of a sub-ohm tank and people are like, why would I get a sub-ohm tank? Those are so outdated. Why would I buy my own coil heads? And it's like, well... Believe it or not, not everybody wants to build their own coil heads. Some people, me, like to just plug in a coil head and juice it and then vape and not have to hassle with building your own coil heads. But it's nice on this. They give you the option to, you know, put a new coil head in there, use their coils, use your own coils, use their wick, use your own wick. You can do it however you want. I would highly, highly recommend re-wicking this before you put a drop of juice on the coil head. I believe this is only for pre-order right now, so they have a standard version. Um, this is without the top airflow. This is the one that I kind of wish that, 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 that they had sent me. I don't like the top airflow uh, construction. I know that the airflow is internal and it goes to the coils and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Um, to me, it just turns off the flavor. It's like someone took the flavor knob and turned it all the way down. With those top airflows closed, the flavor so much better. I'll be linking in the description to geekvape.com where you can check out the Eagle Tank if you're interested. I think it's actually kind of a unique sort of thing. There's not, uh, you know, a lot of companies that I know of doing pre-built dual coil, you know, coil heads. Like, look at this one. So this is a dual coil. I believe this is this is so this is HBC D01. So if we go to the chart, HBC uh oh come on. Oh, they have a notch coil one as well in there. I didn't mention that. So this is HBC D01. So this is a dual spaced canthal 0.5 ohms. Dual coil spaced canthal 0.5 ohms. Sure. So you can buy different builds, try out different builds, dual single co dual coil, single coil. This has been a surprisingly good vape with temperature control nonetheless. Me, Grim Green, using friggin' temperature control. Hell has frozen over. The juice I have in here is milk 
Plus from Bonsai Vapors, which is just delicious. But I'll be linking down in the description to the Geek Vape website where you can check out this tank if you are interested in it. Of course, as with all of my first impressions, I'm going to have to spend a lot more time with this tank before I feel comfortable talking about it. I plan on putting a lot of builds on this, a lot of... So far, the wicking has been really easy. I just packed the deck with cotton, and it has been wicking like a champion. But yeah, I'm going to spend a lot more time with this tank in particular. I think I'm going to be vaping this tonight just because I really like this Milk Plus flavor. I just, I think it's just the greatest. Anyway, moving onward from that, I got this mod today from Asmodus Distribution, also known as Vapor Range. And I got it, and I opened the box, and I'm just going to zoom in real fast and, and kind of show you how pretty this mod is. I open the box, and I see this. I see this, like, space barf acrylic with the tube cutouts, and it just looks so nice, feels so nice. Get a look at this shiny shiny stainless steel it says stride uh, 80 watt on there let's see one two three four five the screen comes on it's got a nice bright beautiful screen it's using a chip that I am not familiar with I've never seen it before clicky up down buttons USB port right there runs on a single 18650 this slides off and you can see your 18650 there it's got a super super like it's not a my tech switch but it is nice and rounded and clicky and I'm looking at this going wow this is going to be an expensive mod I'm thinking this is like hemo status mod spring loaded 510 and you know what it's not I put a battery in here, I put my K-Fun on here, and I instantly go over to the Vapor Range website where they have the VR, pardon me, VR Stride 80 watt TC box mod right now on pre-order, 70 bucks. That's it. $70 for this like full acrylic space barf hemo looking mod. Now, Granted, this isn't the best mod of all time. It's a single 18650. It does 80 watts. It does temperature control. It's got a unique chip that I'm interested in getting to learn how to use. You can change the screen color on it through the chip. You can change the color on it so it's not just blue. Haven't got to fiddle around with that yet. It comes in like a purpley color, this blue color. It comes in like a black marbly color. It's just pretty. It's just nice to hold and use. I've got my K-Fun 4 on it right now, uh, set to 44 watts, same as the DNA 200. It is a fantastic vape. This is ergonomically awesome. It's rounded on one side, it's flat on the other. You can hold it in your hand and you can just hit this with your thumb. Now, I'm normally a finger person, which is why I like the M17 so much. I can put the rounded part against my hand and I can finger the button just like that. With this, it's kind of much more conducive to put the rounded part against your fingers and then use your thumb on the button there. I was honestly just so taken back by the price of this. I opened the box not knowing anything about it. I'm investigating the fit and finish of it. I'm doing like, you know, a preliminary overview of it. I'm going, okay, well, that's that's cool. That's nice. The screen looks great. This is a clicky button. I think this is full acrylic right here. This is, 
You can see the tube. It looks very nice, very high end. All the stainless steel is very shiny on it. I'm like, this has got to be my original estimation of this, as I said, this has got to be an expensive mod. This is going to be no less than a $200 mod, if not a little bit more. 70 bucks. That's it. It's a pre-order right now, okay? I'm going to post a link in the description to Vapor Range, the VR Stride 80 watt TC box. It's only pre-order right now. So far, today is when I got it. So far, it's been really nice. It's just nice having a nice looking mod and I like it even more that it's only 70 bucks. I mean, good lord. Good lord, that is a really screaming deal. Like I said, I don't know anything about this chip. One, two, three. Yeah, so there's this huge menu. You can't see it. There's this huge menu. Work mode, temp power, working time, auto off. Oh, oh, I can turn that off. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's see if I can turn this off. The auto off, so it'll go to sleep. I'm going to set it to 90 minutes before it turns off. Puff info, color palette. That's what I want to see. Color palette. Ooh. Ooh. Red? Oh, you can make it red. Oh, you can make it purple. Oh, you can make it purple, dude. And you can change the background color? What? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Okay, I'm just going to make this purple and call it good. Purple. Oh, you can't see it. And you still can't even fully appreciate it. Anyway, it's purple now. I assure you that those letters and numbers and battery level indicators are completely purple. And that's just the coolest thing I've ever seen. So needless to say, I'm pretty stoked on this mod right now. I've been rocking it with a K-Fun. Uh, I can't imagine using a dripper on this. It would have to be a pretty high resistance dripper because it's only a single 18650. And why is it set to nickel mode? One, two, three. Or, oh, okay, uh, power mode. Okay, so now we're back to power mode, 44 watts, 3.8 volts, K-Fun 4, purple screen. Dig. I just dig it. I'm going to see, like with all my first impressions, how that holds up over time and uh, report back later on with, uh, you know, how it held up and how it works and uh, do a full review for it. So last thing on the first impression list is this tank right here. Now, looking at this tank, it is mostly an ugly tank. It's got these like weird blue o-rings and i put a green drip tip on it because i wanted to match my green culture of clouds dna 200 on here i filled it up with strawberry circus it's a single coil tank the the deck is slightly k funny it's a little k funny at the screws the way the screws and the build deck is it's a little k funny i put a single coil fuse clapped in in here it came out to 0.63 ohms i have this set to 40 watts tight airflow-ish. It is a very restricted airflow. Anyway, the name of this tank is the Pivot Tank. So this comes from a company called... Uh, <laughs> Modotech. 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 Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they made a horrible RDA called the Air Force One that was, well, it was horrible. They sent me one and I hated it. And I emailed them and I said, I absolutely hate 
this RDA. I don't want to review it. Do you want me to send it back? And they said no. And I said, cool, because I'm not going to review it because it was a complete hunk of junk. Anyway, they reached out to me again and they said, we know you didn't like the Air Force One RDA, but we got this new tank called the Pivot, which has a weird, weird logo. So you can do single coils on this. You can do dual coils on this, but they have to be small, small dual coils. It says it's just available for single or dual coil mode, anti-leaking cotton design, which if I'm honest, uh, I built this without, I built this quickly, no leaks. Haven't had a leak. The airflow really really tight. It's a restricted airflow. It's like the KFUN 5 on the 1 setting. It could almost, almost mouth to lung it. Almost mouth to lung it, but it's meant for a lung. It's just a very restricted lung hit. The flavor is actually pretty nice. What's interesting about this tank is they give you a smaller piece of glass and you can convert it from a tank into an RDA, into a dripper. So you just use a smaller glass, you use this bottom chimney part, and then you plug your normal tank onto the smaller chimney, onto the glass, and now it's basically a wide open dripper and you drip on your little single coil and you have like bottom up airflow and it can be a dripper or it can be an RTA. Now, I've always said, don't half ass two things, whole ass one thing. I haven't tried this in RDA mode, but the RTA mode, it's actually pretty nice. I was shocked. I was shocked, quite honestly. Now, the airflow adjustment on this is really weird. You spin the whole tank. Do you hear these clicks happening? You spin the whole tank. So that's closed, that's open, and you can close it down, but you can only spin it clockwise to adjust the airflow. If you spin it counterclockwise, you will take it off of your device. And they've also oddly, oddly included this strange metal disc that you screw to the bottom of it. And the strange metal disc on the inside contains a wafer of cotton. It contains a perfectly circular cut of cotton on the inside. What? 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 On the website, they call it the anti-leaking cotton. So there's a seam right here in the base. And I'm assuming that in the past, they had leaking issues with it. And their solution to fixing those leaking issues was to create a disc that you plug onto the bottom that has a wafer of cotton in it that will absorb that juice. This this disc with the wafer of cotton in it doesn't screw completely flush. There's a little bit of a gap all the way around. And if you try to screw it on there harder, you're going to start adjusting the airflow. It's weird. This is a weird thing that is weird to me. And I don't know why they did it. And it's just, it's just weird. The way you adjust the airflow is weird. The disc with the cotton wafer is weird. And it doesn't sit. Like it sits flush on the mod, but as hard as I screw it down, you can only screw it down so far because when you keep twisting it down, you start adjusting the airflow. So I can only get it so tight on the mod and it wobbles. There's no way to tighten it down to where it won't wobble. It just, it, 
I don't know, this isn't going to pick up on camera, but it's wobbling heavily back and forth and all around. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this pivot. It's just bizarre. But the vape I get from it, very restricted, very restricted lung hit. It's quite nice. The flavor, quite nice. So yeah, that is the pivot tank from Matotech, and uh, I will be using it. It comes with fancy drip tips. I will be reporting back later. And it's funny because the picture on the website has these nice, bright Tiffany blue O-rings on it, and mine just look like hospital gloves, like that color of faded blue hospital gloves, and I hate it. And I don't have any replacement O-rings for it. I don't have any red ones or black ones. They only sent a replacement set of that faded blue hospital glove color O-rings for this tank, when that really kind of bums me out. But whatever. It is what it is. I, there's nothing I can do about that. So I'm going to keep using this pivot tank. I'm going to report back later with how it works for me in the real world, like all my first impressions do. But so far, it's been pretty nice. So yeah, that's going to wrap up the first impression segment. Uh, like I said, I don't have a retro vaping segment prepared, but what I do have is a review for a thing that never did get a review. Reviews for things that never got reviews. So one of the bummer parts uh, for me and my horrible memory in doing the vlog is that sometimes I think I've done reviews for things that I really have not done reviews for. I kept using and looking at this digeret over in my little stand over there going... When, whenever I, uh, every, the beginning of every week I go, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. And I set them aside and those are the ones I review. And then the next week I go, okay, I need to do this, this, and this. And I set those aside and those are the things I review. Every time I saw this, I picked it up and I go, oh, no, wait, what am I doing? I already reviewed this. Turns out, no, I did not. So I apologize to Digiret and the creators of the Digiret. I have not reviewed this. But now, now in the vlog, it is going to get reviewed. Look at that. You can see my refresh rate on my monitor in the mod. Anyway, <laughs> creepy. Anyway, the Digiret is a closed system, non-adjustable, non-fillable, non-anything vaping system. It is a sub-ohm style vaping system. You do lung inhales, and it does. It uses its own closed system little cartridges. This is called Vanilla Cream, and this is getting very, very low of liquid. I vaped this whole cartridge. These cartridges just pop in and out. That's it. There's like a little contact on the bottom here where it touches it touches the back it clips into the back and then there's like these two little contact points that line up with these two little contact points on the mod you just put it in bottom first and you go boop and then that's it and then you just press the button and you vape it is a lung hit it is a more open lung hit than like even the k-fun or even that pivot tank that i just talked about it is kind of a nice open lung hit The performance on it is very solid. These flavors in these tanks are actually really nice. And overall, I like vaping this thing. I went to Disneyland not that long ago. Maybe, when did I go? A couple months ago. And I brought this with me. I brought this with me. It's five milligram tobacco flavor. The battery lasted me all day at Disneyland. The tank lasted me all day at Disneyland. And it's just this lightweight little package that I just put in my pocket and it's great charges via USB over time the button has become a little bit finicky there's times when I'm vaping it 
And if I let off the pressure of the button just a little bit, it'll stop firing. You have to like press the button, like crank it down now to actually get it to fire. Over time, my button has become mm, a little bit finicky. Lights up green on the button around the ring when it's fully charged. Is that going to show up? Turns starts turning to like a grayish color when it needs to be charged. It's really super easy to, to change these out and to use whatever flavor you want. If you change flavors constantly, then you can switch flavors the easiest I've ever switched flavors in my life. But the pods come in these little boxes. You can open the box. They're like hermetically sealed on the inside with foil. This is going to be the full tobacco five milligram. You just pop it out of the foil and then there's a couple of sort of silicone parts that you need to remove. You need to remove this one on the bottom for your contacts and you need to remove this one on the top for your little mouthpiece. And then you need to remove these for airflow. But if you want a tighter airflow, obviously you can't leave them on because that's going to give you zero airflow. But let's just pop off the top one, see what that feels like. Yeah, it's open. It feels a little bit more like the K-Fun, a little bit more like a restricted lung hit. But all I do is I open the package, I put the pod on here, I press the button, and I vape. It is great. The five milligram throat hit is just fantastic. I wish I could vape nothing but five milligram. Like four and a half or five milligram would be like my sweet spot, I think. But if you pull that little silicone gasket out of there, you get much more wide open airflow. Very nice flavor. I don't want to brag too much about these flavors because some of them have been a little miss. The strawberry one, good. The lemon blast, eh, not so good. The menthol tobacco is really good. The mint was really good. The bakery one, they have one that's called Baker's Dream. Yeah, didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. The vanilla cream quite delicious, but their tobacco is unequivocally the best tobacco juice I have ever vaped ever in my life. It's just stellar. It is just, just fantastic. The, the tobacco flavor on this is amazing. It's my favorite tobacco flavor. Um, I, I love it. I keep this around to vape this tobacco flavor because it's so good. The flavor I'm getting out of this is great. The performance I'm getting is great. And look, I can pop this off, set it aside, go back to the vanilla cream just like that. Yep, vanilla cream's good. Let's switch it up. Let's go back to the tobacco. Let's plug the tobacco on there. Great, just a great vape. Now, you can pop this off. You can clearly see where your juice level is at. These are five mil tanks, and they use the juice very efficiently. One of these tanks can last me, if I'm like chain, chain vaping it, chain vaping it, probably like a solid two days. If I was vaping nothing but this, could last me about two days of, of heavy, heavy chain vaping. If you're a more moderate vapor, it will last you much longer. I don't know what they use in here as far as heating elements or cotton or anything, but they seem to wick 
flawlessly. The flavor is delicious. The performance is nice and it uses the juice very efficiently. Now, here's the big downside to this. The price isn't ideal. So you can get the kit, just the mod right here, $45, okay? So not bad, not great considering most of the housing of it is plastic. The button is plastic and it gets a little finicky over time. The outer casing, this white, this grayish part is aluminum, but 50 bucks, okay, sure, 50 bucks. Now, if you want a cartridge, mm, that's the bummer part of this. If I want to buy a full tobacco cartridge, let's go over to it, let's go over to it. Full tobacco cartridge, $7.00 per cartridge. That's $7 for a 5 mil of juice. That's, uh, that's, that bums me out. I mean, that kind of bums me out. Does that bum you out? I feel like that's expensive for one cartridge. If it was a two pack for seven bucks, done. That would be amazing. But as it stands, you're going to get a $14 10 mil, uh, which is a lot. You're going to get a Let's try to do some math here, Nick. 14, what's 14 plus seven? That's a $21 15 mil bottle and a, oh shit, $28 20 mil bottle. It's just getting more and more expensive. I think $6, I'm just gonna say it, it's way too expensive for one cartridge. $6 for one cartridge is too expensive. If you're a smoker and you wanna try this tobacco, it is fantastic. I have every confidence in the world that a smoker may actually really, really enjoy this. If not, it's one of the best, if not the best, closed system uh, sub-ohm style device that I've ever used. The flavor's nice, uh, the price is high, but the performance and flavor are nice. The battery on the inside is nice. Okay, so it's got a 2000 mAh LiPo battery on the inside, micro USB charging, 10 second safety cutoff, uh, total weight, total length, total width, who cares about stuff like that? Five mil liquid tank capacity, um, they're from 0 0.6 to 0.7 ohm resistance, atomizer short protection feature, uh, voltage output range is 4.2 volts, when battery is in use, 4.2 volts, green light is 4.2 volts, white light is 3.5 volts, red is below that so it's cool man it's kind of a weird item though it, it doesn't quite go for like brand new smokers because it's it's very lung oriented and a lot of the hobbyist vapors you know what i mean we're already going to have our dna 200s with the sub ohm rta on it So this is kind of falling into a weird niche market. I want to recommend it, but I don't know who I would recommend this to. Even as a, a veteran of seven years of vaping, I enjoyed this device. I'm not sure I would pay 50 bucks plus $7 for each cartridge for this device, but I have enjoyed using it. I've used it exclusively for days at a time, and it has been really, really nice. They have bundles so you can spend a hundred bucks and get this plus 10 tanks which you know sure that knocks some some price off i think they should have 
a bundle of just tanks. Like you can buy a carton of tanks and have a sort of a discount on that. But it is what it is and it is the Digiret. I'll have a link down in the description so you can check it out if you are interested. If you want a very simple, hassle-free, closed system that delivers great flavor, great performance, and is truly the most fiddle-free vape I have ever experienced, you too can try out the Digiret. Nice, nice little performance there. And god damn it, this tobacco, that tobacco might be worth the price of admission alone. But we're going to wrap up this review for things that never got reviewed. We're going to continue forward. We're going to wrap up this blog. Uh, what I'm going to get to is my favorite comments of the week. So believe it or not, I only have three favorite comments of the week here. Um, well, actually, you know what? Real quick, I apologize. Nope, you know what? We're going to skip that. We're going to do that next week. We're going to do the comments of the week right now, damn it. Guy on Instagram, Crumbly Pork Pie, <sighs> left a comment on Instagram, and uh, he said, Grim Green, give me a shout-out on the next vlog. Call me a fanboy gay face or some shit, lol. Ah, sure. Maybe he gets off on me insulting him. Uh, probably not going to call you a fanboy gay face, but, uh, you know, whatever. I'll just tell you to eat a bag of dicks and you can be on your way. Honestly, though, thank you for the support. He posted a great picture of a Grim Army Hexone with some rainbow sherbet in the dark, and I always uh, I always appreciate that. So we got this comment of the week right here from a guy named Zero Hour 911 and then a bunch of other gibberish numbers. He left a comment on, I believe it was the Vapor Giant, which again is a treasure trove of horrible comments. He just wrote, I hate all you fucking queer fucks. <laughs> sure. Whatever. That's great. This is a, obviously a very stand-up dude. <laughs> so, uh, last favorite comment of the week. Uh, Redbeard MD wrote, no one, I repeat, no one can tell you didn't shave. By the way... Vape out with your gape out? I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. And the most confusing part of this comment is the little accent he put over the no. No. <laughs> no one. I repeat, no one can tell you didn't shave. Cool. That's, that's fine. That's a weird thing to say. By the way, vape out with your gape out? Vape out with your gape out sounds really gross, Mr. Redbeard MD. That is just really gross um if you're ever going through any of my videos and you see something that could be comment of the week worthy uh please screen capture it and send it over to me nick at grimgreen.com um i do go through all of my comments every single day and reply to a whole mess of them and sometimes i just get reading and reading and reading and i miss ones that could potentially be comment of the week so if you see anything at perusing my comments of my videos please just screen capture it print screen uh, email it over to me, nick at grimgreen.com. I would be forever grateful because, uh, you know what? I like comments of the week because I think they are funny. So let me take a quick look around the room and make sure I didn't miss anything. No, you know what? I think we're all good. I'm going to go have some dinner. I'm going to continue enjoying my Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. And uh, once again, thank you so much, everybody, for, for joining me, for watching the vlog. As I always say, I love the vlog. It is, uh, it is my baby, and I absolutely love it. So I absolutely love that people love the vlog and I always say this too but my favorite thing my favorite thing is when people post on Instagram 
just watching the vlog. Here's a beer. Here's a vape. Groom green. Watching the vlog. That's like my favorite thing. If there's at least one or two people that do it every week and tag me in it, there's probably more that I miss. But as long as I see a couple people enjoying the vlog, then I feel like the work that I spend here in this hot and sweaty room makes it all worth it, man. Thank you so much. Don't forget about that V God giveaway. And uh, yeah, until next week, I'll see you. Thank you so much for watching everybody. And as always, yeah, cheers. Let's keep on vaping.